Hi, welcome back to episode two of Chino in the Hills. This will be part two of my episode with Peter Rogers. In this part, we will get into the questions that you submitted on either Facebook or Instagram. Hope you enjoy. So I, I took to Instagram and Facebook and I asked for suggestions. What's the one question I should, you know, let them know that I'll be interviewing you this week. And How'd that go for you? Great. Lots, yeah. of, lots, lots of feedback. Of, lots of feedback. Lots of feedback. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously we can't address all those questions, but I kind of generalized on, on a few. Um, one that I really liked was what are the three biggest challenges Chino Hills faces over the next five years and what are the plans to address them? Okay. Um, that's, I mean, that's obviously a very broad question sure. and it's kind of a crystal ball type thing. Yeah. But uh, one of them is the economy. So we're, I've lived through enough of these now as a, a decision maker for Chino Hills. I've seen the good times and I've seen the low times and then we're in the good times again. Yeah. Three to five years, I have a feeling that, and everybody's talking about it, the economy has been so strong that there's going to be a rebound in a different direction at some point. Real estate's sure. feeling it's probably going to feel it also, and I don't know if that's there yet, but this it, the economy is very strong right now. And I kind of like to be one of those forward-looking guys in some of my decision-making. Making History's uh, told decision. us it's not always going to be that way. It's not <laughs> going to be. So I think one of it is just the economy. The economy is strong now, and our budgets are strong now, and cities have to bring money in and our main source of money is property taxes. We don't raise those taxes, we don't lower them, it's just whatever the county sets and we're at prop property taxes. Uh, I mentioned Doug LaBelle in our original city council. Uh, I was just coming in about a year or two before the shops went in, but we realized it couldn't be just a bedroom community because we needed to have different layers of income to pay for the streets and the water and, and the police services. Sure. So um, I have a feeling in the next three to five years uh, we're conservative in our spending now as a council, but I, I have a feeling that that might change uh, in the next three to five years, and we've got to be good stewards of the money that's taking place, and um, and because I'm sure we're going to be challenged with some income that might be taking place over time. Got it. Excuse us. It looks like we're getting some, some viewers looks like here. We're getting the, an audience well, here. Uh, they've been hearing about our interviews, so yeah. the city hall is now coming in to <laughs> And watch. we're not even live. But yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's one of them. Uh, so three things. I think a challenge we're facing as decision makers, and it's trickling down into all of our cities, is some decision making is taking place in the state of California in this legislature, and there's been a real momentum for housing, as an example. That's been a high on the list of the current electeds in Sacramento. Right. So we're uh, we're being forced or compelled to build more homes than maybe we want to. And if you're not, then you're fined by the state of California. Long Beach is going, or uh, Huntington Beach is going through that right now. They bucked the system. Mm -hmm. We've been able to meet our numbers so far. These regional housing needs numbers are also called RENA. But uh, there's more and more momentum with homelessness and or uh, lack of veterans housing or the population of California, too many renters, not enough owners. So the state is now starting to come up with some, uh, they're starting to dictate to cities what cities historically used to dictate to ourselves. So I think that's gonna be a challenge in the next three to five years, yeah. a couple of propositions to put in a lot of homes in, a lot, in the cities. And different types of. Different types of yeah, housing, right. you're right. And you know we all know the type of housing we have here, 
a lot of the apartments and others that have gone in, a lot of that is because the state mandated we had to have certain numbers accomplished by a certain date. Five, it's usually done in five-year increments. The next five years is about to trigger next year. So these numbers are going to be told to us as to how many units, at least on the books, need to go in in the next five years. Got it. And the numbers I'm hearing are more numbers than we have spots left to build homes. So if it can't go this way, what direction does it go? Yeah. Up. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's going to be a challenge, okay. and we're all not happy about it. We're all uh, engaged with Sacramento as far as uh, trying to get our legislators to vote in a different direction so that we're not being foisted on um, by this. And then the last item would be the thing that's happening regionally, and a lot of people comment on Chino Hills, but they comment everywhere is traffic. So traffic, because of the strong economy, and I like to, I, I, I talk to groups all the time. Uh, yes, we've had building in Chino Hills. Chino Hills is an address a lot of people want these days. So sure. a lot of the people that own those properties, whether they be families or corporations, they want the Chino Hills address. So that's why you see much more building. All the building took place years ago where I live. You know, I live in Carbon Canyon. Yeah. In the old days, I used to drive down Carbon Canyon Road and you could not turn left. There was no Gordon Ranch where Fresh and Easy used to be and where Priceless Pets is. There was nothing there. Mm -hmm. That was hillsides. Yeah. Uh, and then it swept around to the right towards the 71. Yeah. Now that's changed. Now the building's taking place in Butterfield. So we do see uh, growth in traffic because of that. But really, the growth of traffic in Chino Hills because of the strong economy. Uh, I was just at a conference recently and the chief economist for the In Inland Empire is John Husing. John Husing, in this report, and this is just a month ago, 380,000 people went back to work in the Inland, Inland Empire. 380,000, yeah. it led the nation. Wow. Those are a lot of more new jobs also. So where are they going? Yeah. Mostly to Orange County sure. and LA yeah. or the coastal communities. Uh, they're heading that direction and they hop in their cars and they're driving along on the 91 or on the 60. Chino Hills is kind of in the way. Yeah. So all of a sudden we all have our phones and ways and ways of saying, okay, there's an accident on the 91. You need to get off and take you through Carbon Canyon. So we become kind of a, uh, a filter or a funnel. Uh, I used to brag about how- Centrally cool located. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're in between. And real estate right. does that also. Yeah. As far as we're kind of in that four corners area where there's LA, Orange County, San Bernardino County, yeah. you know, and, and LA County. That used to be a bragging point. Now we're suffering the consequences of all those, all that traffic heading this way. So obviously uh, uh, people complain a lot about, I mean, and I, we've all done it. Why aren't they building enough infrastructure to match the housing that's going in? That's always the problem. Right. It's usually money or poor planning, but it's usually money. But we've been fighting for years for the 71 to be widened at the Riverside County line. That's gotta happen. We've been pushing hard. Uh, a couple of us on council are gonna up that game even more than we have started to. Uh, Ray Marquez represents us on the county or on the regional level on okay. this thing called SCAGS, uh -huh. Southern California Area Governments. Okay. And w we need to really push for better inf infrastructure improvements just in Chino Hills, but also in the, the areas that take people in and out of Chino Hills, which is the 60 and the 91 and but the interchange is a choke point. Euclid's got to be widened. Euclid is, is a two-lane and it floods out and it closes sometimes. Yeah. That's going to cost 100 and 
30 million dollars to do, but it's got to go on a causeway, it's got to have four lanes instead of two. Uh, Riverside County's resisted building out the 71. Once it was widened, it choked points down, right. and all of a sudden it backs up, backs up to Butterfield Ranch Road, it backs up maybe even to Pine, yeah. yep. and it's getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next three to five years is also going to call for us to, uh, to really scrounge, beg, promote that I know we're on the cusp of those four counties. Pomona faced it also. 71 wasn't addressed going north right, because right. it's on the yeah. edge yeah. of LA County and it doesn't benefit the citizens of LA County as yeah. much. Yeah. Same with Chino Hills, San Bernardino County. We, we didn't have much love for many, many years. Um, we do now, or more, uh, because we're fairly well known now, we've proven ourselves, but we're on the edge of the county. And so we don't, all the big construction projects are happening in 91 and 15 and all these big monies are going into that right. area where, or those areas where it definitely affects a, a more, a larger population of um, right. San Bernardino and Riverside counties. Yeah. Well, that so last, we're going to have sorry. to really push hard. Yeah. That, my, that last point was kind of my next question was t basically talking about traffic. You touched a lot on the 71. Um, there's talks about a traffic study on Carbon Canyon and stuff like that. Can you touch base on that? Yeah, the traffic study's been done. It was in conjunction with the city of Brea, and the city of Brea is facing the same where they're coming in the Brea. Right, I mean, right. I remember I live in Carbon Canyon, so I face it, and it's tough. And I'm at a decent spot, actually, where we have a bailout lane that was put in many years ago. Go further into Carbon Canyon. It's a challenge for our residents in Carbon Canyon. It is that those are on those smaller streets coming out, yeah. and they're, it's it's... Better have a, good, a car that accelerates nicely right, because right. you see the gap, you take advantage of the gap, yeah. and you pull into it. And you know, there's a fair amount of accidents that are a result of it. And I mean, Carbon Canyon's not unique. There's other communities that sure. have canyon roads sure. or filters or funnels for traffic, but we're in Chino Hills, and that's one of our problems. Right. So and that economy is pushing people through here in record numbers now. So a traffic study was done okay. because a number of um, accidents took place and the slowness of going through and you know my wife uh, commuting back and forth to Costa Mesa Newport Beach every day reporting in on you know what I followed a car carrier into and she said that a couple of car carrier yeah. it's not just a dump truck yeah. it's not a carpool thing like you drive up on this right? is a <laughs> car carrier a couple she said a car carrier was yeah. going through Carbon right. Canyon so uh, the last couple of years, we convened a group. I had a group when I was mayor a couple of years ago on Carbon Canyon of Broad and some people that were kind of spokespeople for the community itself uh -huh. so they could disseminate information. We met for a year, met on different topics about housing, et cetera, et cetera. But one of them was we met with the Caltrans, the director and assistant director of Caltrans. We see an improvement in Cal on the road now with the infrastructure they put in, a couple million dollar project. Uh -huh. But we were trying to figure out how can we mitigate issues when it comes to the trucks. So we've been pushing really hard to see if the state of California, even though it's, you know, it's a state highway, so you, it's, it's not as if Chino Hills, part Chino Hills Parkway, and Carbon Canyon is is uh, state uh, Caltrans directed. Okay. So when people say, well, can you fix that light at Chino Hills Parkway and pipeline? Well, that is Caltrans' responsibility. Right. We'll, we'll get on it quickly and, and tell them about it. But the traffic study was supposed to uh, is supposed to see if we can come up with solutions uh, to uh, mitigate the truck traffic, and the report's been done. 
and there's not, uh, there, the state of California seems to be resisting us restricting certain acts, number of axle trucks on, on uh, Carbon Canyon Road. They've done it one time in the state of California, somewhere near Gilroy or somewhere like that. Okay. So we're trying to cite that as a precedent that we can draft off of, and it's a work in progress right got now. It, got it. Okay. That's, that's a nice update. Um, last one from Facebook inquiries is a number of items um, touching on Los Serranos. Mm -hmm. uh, so like the work progress there and any potential future plans for, for anything. Certainly. Yeah. Um, really, uh, original city council addressed it but there weren't a lot of funds available we're forming as a city. So um, since 2007, I came on in essentially 2007. It wasn't because of me, but we started really seeking more funding for this historic older area of Chino Hills. Right. Remember, that area was built out. That's why we had a tough time putting a park, which I'll tell you about in a few minutes. Uh -huh. But that area is built out, but along came with it. This was all county. The whole thing was county. And there weren't fees associated with the purchase of those homes at the time. Okay. Like when you bought your home or I bought my home, there were fees built into that and those fees were sent to the county and then uh, now to the city to, for infrastructure improvements. Sure. So that, and you find that in a lot of areas, older areas or, or county areas mm -hmm. where, you know, they don't somehow have sewers and all that. Right. So we put a real focus on it. Um, any of our trips, myself and Ed Graham used to make a lot of trips to Washington D.C. when we thought there was some value in it. We haven't gone since uh, 2015 because there's just no value. We're, they're not handing out money. Got it. And when they do us to big spheres of influence like SCAG, Southern California Area Governments, then they send it to who they think deserves it. But uh, Los Serranos, every time we have access to money, we put it into uh, Los Serranos infrastructure improvements. And since 2007, the number that I Recall the last time I heard a report uh, with all the grants for safe routes to school grants, et cetera, et cetera, CDBG grants, and the monies we put in were at 20 point, 20 and a half million, 20.4 million that has been put into infrastructure improvements, just in, exclusive to Los Serranos. Okay. So we're chipping away at it because there's no funds designated for that area. Uh, a lot of residents may not like funds being taken out of general fund where that's you know, for parks and police services. Sure. When you paid into it and I paid into it right. at the time of our purchase, and that wasn't. But we re recognize that we need to, uh, you know, be consistent with how Chino Hills looks also. So a, a number of um, sidewalks and gutters and streetlights have gone in. Right. I was just at Los Serranos Country Club this morning for this prayer breakfast, and I was paying attention knowing that you and I were going to talk. Sure. I and mean, I pay attention anyway, but... There's a lot of sidewalks that have gone in, and yeah. it's a work in progress. Yeah. It's done an eighth or a quarter mile to an eighth or a quarter mile, and the next project is put in, yeah. and we have, you know, that one's a million, this one's two million, you know, and we just kind of march our way through Los Serranos. And then, uh, again, an, an important uh, issue for all of us on city council, even going back to the original city council, was a park. Right. But again, no land. There's Los Serranos Golf Course, and then there's all the homes that are built on the, on the the streets right there's no land available but we promised one and so we over the years uh, I remember meeting with each of the uh, there was some county land or a, uh, school land mm -hmm. where Chaparral Elementary is down mm -hmm. there was a four or five acre parcel we were hoping to get our hands on that years ago and each of the uh, uh, school uh, superintendents said no no 
No, we want to save it for the school district. Until, and I, I talk about him all the time, there's now a park there, a four and a half million dollar park that we put in out of general funds mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> because the recent past uh, superintendent, Wayne Joseph, said, let's talk. So he and I chatted, yeah. other council members chatted. We were able to, Kurt Hagman, who's at the time uh, used to be on city council and then he became a, a assembly member. Mm -hmm. He helped for some bills because at the time, if we were to purchase that land, that money would go into the state of California coffers, not into Chino Valley Unified School okay. District coffers. Right. Oh, we didn't realize that, yeah. you know, the school district yeah. was saying. So Kurt fought to see if he could get a, a bill in place to redirect that. Right. But over time, uh, Wayne Joseph and the school board bought into it, and we were able to build this park that we just dedicated uh, in November, late November. Yeah. And it's a beautiful park. Very nice. Um, so it, it, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Everything's a work in progress. Even all of us are works in progress, and the city's a work in progress, but Los Angeles is also a work in progress. And we're, whenever I'd go to Washington, D.C., we'd go with a, uh, a plan in place, and we'd meet with the, you know, we'd meet the boxers at the time, Boxer and Feinstein, and we'd meet with sure. police and, and all these entities there, and we had a federal agenda that we would put together and our consultants would put together, and it was a packet. And we would deliver the packet and meet and explain why we need certain things for transportation or whatever. The number one, or all the years that I visited, and which was, I think, five years in a row, was um, Los Serrano's infrastructure improvements was number one. If we had six things on a wish list, Los Serrano's was always number one on that list. And we highlighted that in our initial face-to-face -face discussions with any of those legislators, whether it was our Congress member or, or state senator or federal senators. Got it. So it was always high on our list. Yeah. And it, Again, it's a work in progress. Yeah, got it. So obviously, you know, I couldn't answer all the questions, um, but where would you direct um, citizens to go um, to get question, answers to their questions or, you know, to uh, voice their concerns? What's the best form of going about that? It's all about uh, transparency, and the most transparent thing to do is attend a city council meeting. A lot of people don't, for whatever reason, family dynamics, so kids and all that, but coming into this room right here, uh, you get three minutes. We can't answer you because it's not on the agenda, but we listen and then sometimes redirect staff to answer your questions. That is one mechanism. The city has a Facebook page, the city has Instagram page, the city, we have all the social media. There's not a lot of back and forth interaction, but right. you can pose a question. Right. The Chino Valley champion, Chino Hills champion, talks about everything we do. It's in the champion every week. There's there's comments on what's happening all over. Yeah. We've talked about Los Ramos infrastructure a lot. Um, so over those years, and it's always in the champion when we talk about something that's happening, a right. project that's happening. Right. So it's in the champion. It's uh, uh, we can individually be contacted also as council members, but there are, there's a broad way of just paying attention to what's going on. We have an app for our phones, and it's actually it's an award-winning app. I talked about it last council meeting that the state of Cal or, uh, California State Recreation, whatever it is, they awarded us as the number one app. Okay. For it, download the app on your phone, and integrated into it is a um, a trails app. It, that's what installed our app for couple of years to put up because it has all this GPS and you sure. can find out where you are on, a, on the 40 miles of, or so of trails we right. have in Chino Hills. Oh, nice. That's integrated into the app, but the app also talks about 
city government, and, and it's all, it's a mini version of a website. Sure. So there's a lot of information on that. What's that app called? It's a couple, I would say, city Chino Hills, I downloaded it two years ago, but I'll say it's Chino Hills app. Okay, you know, it's gotcha. Chino, I'm sure if you search your app, yeah. the ability to download apps, it's, it's gonna be there. But really coming to city council meetings is, is a good way. Again, we can't answer the three minute statements here because it's not on the agenda and that's how the Brown Act works. We can't debate a topic right. that's not on the agenda, but it, it can, it can, you can fire the first shot yeah. as far as a concern, no matter what it is in town. Really, that's the best yeah. way. Makes sense. Yeah. As, we, as we kind of draw to a conclusion, is there anything I should have asked you? Are there any um, projects or events coming up that you'd like to highlight coming up here? Um, Certainly. Do you have another five or ten minutes? <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I'm very proud of and I like to brag about all the time, uh, one of my roles, I'm on 14 different committees in the city and then the council member also. And they're all city related. Water use is my thing. I'm the water guy. Okay. But at Chino's Community Foundation. So that was started 11 years ago. I'm a founding member of that. I've been the chairman for nine of those 11 years. And whenever I want to brag about something in town, as far as an accomplishment or things that are happening, the Chino Hills Community Foundation, we're trying to get our footprint here in town. And I think we've made big strides. We've got a concert series coming up. Uh, we did a jazz and blues festival for a couple of years at uh -huh. Big Lake Dreams. Now we've morphed it into more of a concert series at the, at the community center. Okay. So that we've got a, we're starting to advertise that. Chino Hills Community Foundation, we have a website. It's always a work in progress to keep it updated. We sponsor the home tour, which just took place. That was our ninth home tour. Uh, we sponsor, and I help oversee with the committee, Wine Walk. Wine Walk is- so What a surprise. Is the, this, <laughs> what a surprise. Is the, I mean, it's the go-to thing as far as an overall community yeah. is we had to, 1,125 people at the last wine walk, and we shut down ticket sales almost a week before because we sold out. Wow. And it raised $84,000 for the community. Very good. And we are kind of the final. If you don't know where to put your monies, and it's you want to do something for Chino Hills, you can get, donate to the uh, foundation. And the foundation, we give we do kids scholarships, and we can, we get give kids $125 that qualify to take music classes yeah. or swim classes. Sure. Yeah. And we donate to veterans. We vote, donate to facilities like the Chino Community Center. We were kind of a, a pioneer in pushing for that facility to go in. We donated $325,000 for that facility. Okay. Uh, with the Los Ramos Park that just opened, we donated $173,000 for that park. Yeah. So anything that we do raise money for, it goes into good things for the, for the city that benefits the whole city. We should try to do things that benefit everybody. Right. The trail system, we put in $50,000 to put markers you know, everybody's saying we're such an active community biking, but trails and, and our equestrians, they're on those trails and sometimes they don't know where they're loca located at or where's the next trail that I intersect with. Now, they haven't downloaded we'll the app, trail right? and yeah. they, they haven't downloaded the app. <laughs> right. As long as they can get, as long as Verizon or T-Mobile yeah, or whatever yeah. covers True. their phone, uh, they can find out where they are at every step with that app, but also the Community Foundation uh, donated 50,000 to put in markers and, and, and the, the, the what you didn't ask me about was the foundation, yeah. and that's what, that's a bragging point yeah. for, for me, but also for the community. It's just, it helps create the synergy as a young city member. We're only 28 years old. Yeah. Next door, yeah. Chino, I'll just guess approximately 110 years old. Yeah. So those cities have had a chance to put all the amenities in, and now they're redoing those amenities. Right. Many of these amenities we're doing, such as the community center, is for the first time. Right. McCoy Equestrian Center is a community center. We only have two community centers, more to come. 
but everything we do is kind of a first because we're a young city. Right. And, and with that, the community's foundation helps stoke the fire for some of these things that we're doing Got it. in town. Got it. So it's just, I love bragging about it. We, yeah. I mean, we can do a round two someday because we haven't done a lot of bragging <laughs> yeah. points on one for sure. city. For sure. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll, we'll plan for that. <laughs> uh, kind of my bonus question, I asked Denise the same question. Um, who in the city of Chino or Chino Hills mm -hmm. um, should I be interviewing next? And uh, can you introduce okay. me to the person? We already have one queued up, I yes. understand. Yes. So Laura. Yes. Have been Laura Laura's on the books. I would have. She's and she should be high on the books on that because she is definitely, yeah. uh, she is a reflection of volunteerism. Yeah, yep, I agree. So uh, she, and she's been recognized for that in, yeah. in the region. Uh, well, to kind of give you, if you want to get away from the political side of things, uh, there's a lot of fun things happening historically in, in, in Chino Hills uh, before our cityhood. Uh, one of our, individuals that works for the city, Denise Cattern, has okay. been with the city since it was county. Okay. So she is a long-serving member. Yeah. She's our public information officer, and she knows a whole lot about Chino Hills. Okay. Denise Cattern might be fun. She's yeah. lived in Chino Hills for a long, long time. A little history um, report. And there. she's on the historical committee for the Chino Hills Historical Committee, which is an independent group. Okay. Could go there. Yeah. Maybe piggybacking off that, someone like Linda Briney, a name you may not know, but Linda was raised in, in Carving Canyon okay. and in uh, Sleepy in Sleepy Hollow yeah, and she yeah. knows the whole history of what's sure. going on there. Okay. She's a really good community volunteer. Going past our borders, if you want to go political again, Tom Howie, okay. council member, yeah. Chino. He's, uh, he knows a lot about what's going on in town. He's, he's a great guy to speak, to talk with. And if you want to go on that side of uh, of the back to the political side, Tom would be a great person to speak with. Sounds good. Um, I, I, Ruth Rosen, Let It Be Foundation, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she, a lot of people interview her, and she's yeah. very good at, at this. She's better than the rest of us. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, right here. Yeah, but uh, Ruth would be a great person. So oh, my schedule's set out for the next six months. You're, you're covered, <laughs> and we can close all those deals. Yeah. I'm sure. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well. That's it for the second okay, episode cool. of Chino in the Hills. Thanks for being my guest. You're welcome. Um, Thank you much. Lots of great information. Um, Again, we can do a round two someday yeah. so we can talk about some more of those Chino's bragging points. Sounds great. Awesome. I'll Appreciate your time. Okay. All yep. right. Thanks. Okay. Bye, guys. Take care. Thank you. Hi, Thomas here. Thanks so much for listening in. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also... If you have a suggestion for another person we should interview, or you would like to be interviewed, please be sure to send us a DM on our Instagram, at Chino and the Hills. Thanks. Bye.